However you got here, you're currently listening to the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. Thanks for giving us a chance. If today's message speaks to you, encourages you, or just leaves you with questions, you can reach out to us at connect at perryhall.life. Okay, let's get started with our topic today. Our topic today is holiness. Now, just by hearing this word holiness, some of us may start to cringe a little bit. We may even get a little nervous. We've already started evaluating our own lives. When I said holiness, well, I'm not a holy person. I got all these situations. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you're saying. But when we think about holiness, it takes us down a certain path. Now, you know, in the Bible, God commands you and I to be holy. In 1 Peter, we can, we can go to it real quick here. And it says this. 1 Peter 1.15. But as he, speaking of God, he who is called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. This is what God is telling each and every one of us. Now, we see this is a little bit of Old Testament there. Be holy, because I'm holy. That's what the Lord is saying. But he's given us a task here. Now, when we, when, we know, when we think about God, we know that his holiness is pure. We know his holiness is sinless. It's upright. And the list can go on and on. How in the world am I going to be holy like God? Well, I'm not. But we see here, we're going to see something here that I have a job. You have a job to pursue holiness, to pursue certain things without a doubt. So again, when we see these verses, we can get a little scared, if you will, because let's face it, we live in an environment that is saturated with sin. It's just saturated with sin. I don't know how easy to say it. It's around us every single day. It's the news, the TV, music, influence, people that you work with, people you are working around, or people that are coming into your life. It is just a sinful environment. How can I be holy? How can I be holy in this, in this environment? So at first, when we talk about it, we need to know what is holiness. What is really holiness when we see it in, in this part of Scripture? Well, the definition of this part is holiness to set apart by or for God. Holy, sacred. What it means is you and I need to be different from the world. Amen. We need to be different. You know, sometimes you're not sure, uh, you know, we as Christians, we need to live. I don't know how to say it. The inside of the church needs to be different than the outside of the church. We need to be different in our walk with the Lord, in our everyday life. We need to be different. We're to be different. We're to be set apart. Now, again, this is what the scripture is saying. This is not what we're making up here. So, again, what is this? What's all this mean? I want to break it down in, the, in my own little way here. I want to kind of start at the beginning, in a sense. Parents, you have a responsibility to raise your kids in the Lord. It's an obligation. It's a requirement from God that we do this. Now, parents, you have to live a holy life. You got to be an example to your children, without a doubt. Now, when we talk about raising kids, and again, I'm just starting at this point here. If we're not raising our children 
in the ways of God, without a doubt, the world will. And I'll say this, make no mistake that that's what will take place. So parents, we have a huge responsibility. We have a huge responsibility to make sure, and we know it's biblical, raise a child in the way it should go. We have a responsibility. Now, why do I say this? That if you're not raising your children in the Lord, they're going to default to the world, to the sin. Well, in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, I'm, excuse me, I'm using the New Living Translation. I love the New Living Translation. My favorite is the New King James. Then the next one is the New Living Translation. Just personal, that's all it is there. But it says here, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? You don't even know how evil, how wicked your own heart is. You, don't, you think you do, but you don't. And the scripture is saying you don't know how bad your heart is. But it's saying that your heart is wicked. It's desperately wicked. And who really knows it? You don't know it. But I'll say one thing. God knows it. We see that in Luke 16, 15. God knows your heart. God knows, your, God knows what you're thinking. He knows what you have done. All these different things. God knows us inside and out. He knows us better than we know ourselves. God does. No matter what you think. You know, sometimes our thinking gets in the way. You know, in Proverbs 12, uh, 21, 2, it says this here. People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. So many people have maybe Bible knowledge, book knowledge, but they don't have the revelation that comes with it. Let me give you an example. The Pharisees were good to, in that. They knew scripture. They knew scripture inside and out but they never had the revelation that God would give them. So they just went by what they thought they knew. And of course, most of them anyway, the Pharisees were know-it-alls. And the Bible talks about that. The Bible talks about knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. And the Bible also says God resists the proud. So put them two verses together here and you get the intellectual, think they know everything. And God is saying, hey, you're being puffed up here. You know, you're, 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 you're becoming a know-it-all. But here's the point, is that God calls us out on that. So let's just keep going here. I say, parents, make sure you're training up your child in the ways of God. Because if not, they're going to sway to sin. They're going to sway to sin. Now, as adults, we got to do the same thing. We got to make sure we're getting the word of God in us. We got to make sure we're serious about God and not playing games. I, I believe you're here today because you're not playing games with God. It's not a, a one-hour entertainment uh, show taking place here. You know, praise God. I'm, I want to say this. We have great worship. We have great worship. And it's, yeah, amen. We have great worship, but you know what? It's not entertainment. It's a time to enter in to God. It's time to enter into uh, a, a realm, if you will, that you don't have outside of worship. So we, we are here because we want more of God. Now, here's what scripture says in Hebrews 12, 14. Look at this here. It says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Pursue peace with Pursue holiness. They almost go hand in hand here. They do go hand in hand as you see it. 
But what does that, what does it mean really to pursue, if you will? It means to continue to move to holiness. If you're looking at sin being here, your sinful life and everything else, and God says to pursue, that means just continue to get holier and holier and holier. You're not going to be holy like God, okay? You're not going to be holy like God here in this sinful world. But the, as you continue to pursue it, you're getting further and further away from the world and the things of the world, the sin of the world. That's what's happening here. And let's, let's face it, we got a lot of sin going on in the world. We always did. We got a mess going on right now in the, in the Ukraine and in the world. But you know what? It's just exposing more sin. It's just, and that's been my prayer, even through this Ukraine thing, that God just continue to expose sin, expose corruption in the world. I mean, we can pick on our country without a doubt. That's an obvious one. But, you know, the whole world is, is a mess. So this is, this is why we got to pursue the Lord even in these times. Now, in Romans 12, 2, I want to read this verse. I'm going to kind of backtrack a couple times. But here's what the word of God says. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I want to move on to the New Living Translation, Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's got a will for your life. And you see it right there. It's a good one. He's got a plan for your life. Remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago? The devil's got a plot for your life and God's got a plan for your life and the plan is good. But take notice here. Again, now I'm going back to the one before the Romans 12, 2 from the New King James and do not be conformed to this world. What does this word conform mean? It means don't identify with the world. Don't identify with the world. What the world is doing is typically simple stuff, and we have to disconnect from that. But then he goes in and says, but be transformed, but let God transform you into a new person. Transform means change after being with. When you're with God, you're going to change. You have no choice but to change if you give your heart to God. See, we talk about this quite often, that the Bible says we're sinners, and the Bible says we have to ask for forgiveness, and we got to accept Christ into our lives. Until we do that, we don't have this relationship with God that he so desires for each and every one of us. We can have religion. We can talk a good talk. We can come to church, give to the poor, and all this stuff, feed the hungry. But if we don't have the relationship with God, or if we have not been, as it says here, transformed into a new person, well, we're missing it. And, and this stuff that you're hearing at church, you're missing the boat. You're just missing what God has. The most important thing is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the most important thing. That's our way to heaven. This is what the Bible says. But it also is for the abundant life, for the here and now. For the here and now. Jesus says, I have come to give you life and give it to you abundant. It's like super abundant. So 
God has a, a life for us, and we don't have to live like the world lives. Okay, so we're, we're going to continue to move on here, but the point really is there's a transformation that has to take place in your life. Now, we know this. Remember, we're talking about holy living. We know this, that our thoughts control our actions. We really do. That's, just, that's not, you know, you don't have to... Um, you know, you don't have to be a, you know, a doctor or, you know, a, a rocket surgeon to know that. You know what I'm saying? So, so the thing is that our thoughts control our actions. But how do we get the right thoughts in our lives? Because the world's going to give you the wrong way to think. So how do we get the right way to think? It's got to come through the Word of God, but mostly it's got to come through the revelation of God's Word, the rhema of God's Word. Understand and see, God speaks to us particularly in His Word. So if we're not reading the if we're not reading the Word of God, you're not going to get what God has to offer. This is why you know biblical foundations and and the small groups is important to participate in because this is the way we grow. This is the way we change our thoughts, or this is the way we transform our thought life. We transform it in the ways of God. Scripture says this in Isaiah 5.20. This is pretty interesting here. It says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Verse 21, it says, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight or clever, thinking they're clever in their own sight. He says, woe, God is saying, woe. What's a woe mean? It means dissatisfaction. So you think that you're clever in your own eyes because you're smart, you're educated, but God tells you, woe, hold on there. We're not talking about this. Many times you talk with people and, and really, a lot of them are know-it-alls. They're just know-it-alls. They, th they think they know everything on everything. But the point really is, is God says, whoa, I'm not happy with that with you. And be careful on it. Don't think that you're clever. And I'll say this again. God says, resist. He, he resists the proud. He says, knowledge puffs up. So just be cautious on that. So I want to get back to almost wrapping up here in a minute. And it's this. Pursue. Pursue. Pursue holiness. First and foremost, Pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not religion with Jesus Christ, a relationship. Big difference. Religion won't get you to heaven. A relationship with Christ will. So pursue that. Get the revelation from God. Get the rhema. Rhema and logos, this is the word of God. This is Greek. This is, this is, we read it, it's important. But this is when he gives you the rhema. This is when he begins to speak to you. Now, let's go back real quick. I want to read um, the same verse we started out. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. In your conduct. See, in your conduct, in the, the way you speak, the words you speak nowadays, I'll say it like this. You know where I, where I feel about this. But the things that you post on Facebook, same thing. In all your conduct. You know, many, many Christians put junk up on their Facebook. It boggles my mind. It just boggles my mind. But we're called to be holy. 
we're called to conduct ourselves in holiness. That's out in the workplace, that's at home, it's wherever you are. Because we got to continue to pursue holiness. Continue to pursue holiness. Uh, just so you know, we had the prayer team on that side and on this side over here. Afterwards, church, get up there and pray. Say, I don't know if I got this relationship with Jesus. This is what I want. I want to start, I want to start getting transformed in my mind. I want to start thinking like the way God wants me to think. I want to start being holier. And I want to continue to pursue holiness in my life. Pray to God to show you certain things that needs to be exposed in your life. That's humbling. That's between you and God. Or you and your wife, she'll tell you. But the, the point is, you, you, want, you want to be honest with God and say, God, help me with this. Get this out of my life because I want to start being transformed into something new as I pursue holiness. So I close with this. I'm going to close with a prayer in a minute. I want to say it again. We started out with it. Pursue holiness. Pursue holiness. Actions, attitudes. But where does it start? starts in the mind, but before that, how does it get into the mind? By what you're putting in it. You know, there's a lot of trash out there in the world, a whole lot of trash, and we have the choice of putting it in our heads or not. We're going to just subject ourselves to bad movies, bad shows, bad music, whatever we may do, you know, our mind's going to start taking over there. This is something we talk about in spirit, soul, and body, how our soul is a filter. And if we're putting junk into it, we're clogging up the filter and the spirit can't work in us. So ask God to show you. We can stand at this time here. Ask God to show you things in your life. Youth, be holier. Be holier. Continue to seek God. Watch the world. The world's going to tell you this is okay and that's okay. When you know that it's not okay, and don't let your knowledge try to say it is okay to justify it. Got it, youth? I'm speaking to you guys now, okay? Because you're at a tough spot in your life right now. I know you don't want to hear this, but don't get wise in your own mind because God says he resists the proud. And, and youth, we were all young at one time. I think I was anyway. It's been a long time ago. <laughs> Wasn't that long not that funny, Jim. But, you know, we know, we know what it was like when we were growing up, and you have it 10 times worse than we do. So, parents, make sure you're praying over your children every day. Children, make sure you're praying. Use our youth. It's time for you to step up in your spiritual walk with the Lord. Read the Word of God and ask God for revelation. And don't be subject to any anything that's coming into you like oh that's a good idea oh no i can associate with this no you can't associate with this because you know the word of god says it's wrong i'm just hypothetically making up something there but you know what i'm saying <laughs> but you know what i'm saying amen father god we just come before you in the name of jesus lord i thank you for this day i thank you for this time i thank you for each person here today lord i pray a blessing over each and every one of us lord i pray that we pursue you like never before Father, we continue to walk in holiness. We continue to move forward in holiness. Lord, we take time with you, Lord, to pray, to read, to study, to be hungry more and more for you. And Lord, as we do that, our actions will reflect a holier living life. Lord, we know we can't be holy like you, Father, because where we're living. 
and you're a holy God. You were around before sin was around. So Lord, you know no sin. But Lord, we know we're living in a sinful nature. We know that we're born into sin. We know that your word says that all have sinned. That means each and every one of us. We all fall short of the glory of, you, of God. But Lord, you've provided a way for us, and I thank you for that. Lord, continue to guide and direct us. Give us that hunger. Give us that thirst for you, Father. And Lord, I pray blessings over our youth. I thank you for our youth, our children. Lord, it's just some great things are taking place. Father, this is, we need to invest in our children, in our youth. We need to invest in them. And Lord, we pray a protection to be upon them. We pray for our, our babies that are, that are um, still in the womb. Lord, just bless them right now as well. We call them healthy, beautiful body, soul, and spirit over our pregnant moms right now. We thank you for them, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for each person here. But Lord, most of all, I thank you for Jesus dying on the cross and rising for us. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for giving the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast a chance. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and if you want to know more, we've got everything you need at perryhall.life.